Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There we go. New shiny. Get your stinky little fellas or 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 gals, I suppose, uh, this weekend and, and be happy with them. They're great. Just make sure they're pointed away from you. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. No news is good news, or so they say. But Chris had a chance in LA to play. GoTour is great, but there's more to say. Let's get into it on yet another Tuesday. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast Podcast, episode 271. It's February 20th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing okay. It's uh, it's 55 degrees outside, so it's it's almost nice enough to be outside now. <laughs> I, oh, that that's still pretty good. I'll take what I, mean, I can it's, get. Oh, it's so much better. I yeah. don't have to wear a heavy jacket. It's great. That's right. Yeah, I went out for a little walk before this, um, and nothing in my adventure instance, uh, and it was beautiful. I loved it. It was too sunny. That's where my brain is at. <laughs> it was too sunny. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, hey, uh, just kind of a heads up. This episode, uh, I- I'm assuming this is looking into the future. We could just be wrong. We've been wrong before. But uh, this episode might be a little short because there is, again, for two weeks in a row, basically no news actually this week there is zero news actually no news right no news whatsoever um and so we are going to be spending the majority or at least the these uh equivalent time for our news section talking about uh the go tour Sinnoh in los angeles i got a chance to go out uh kyle saved some money it was kind of an expensive trip so in many ways i'm jealous of that decision <laughs> but uh but we can talk about it and it was it was cool so First and foremost, we set some goals last week. Kyle, you wanted to do inventory management, get 3,000 space at least clear in anticipation of Sinotor Global. How did it go? Uh, so I don't I don't remember the the meaning behind the words here when when I set this last week. Yeah. I was talking with Chris before this, and I didn't go back and listen at the time. But I have 3,000 space free right now. I did not transfer 3,000 things, but I have 3,000 space. I could have sworn you just wanted 3,000 spots. Yeah. I thought I that was the deal. I thought I wanted to transfer 2,000. Like, I think that maybe was, was where my head was. I don't know. Mm. But I'm at 3,800 out of 6,800 inventory. Woo, that is- of that 3,800, 1,300 of them are shiny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah. You sent me a screenshot today of like what's you transferred 72 Rayquaza. Yeah. I said all of my Rayquaza from GoFest this last year. And oh I finally gosh. just went through and was like, if it's not shiny and it's not one I have any intention of powering up, it's gone. Yeah. And yeah. I had, I had 95 and I transferred 75 of them. Wow. How many, uh, how many candy XL did you get from that? Did you pay attention? Oh, I didn't even look, but I can, I know I had, I had basically none cause I just took one. I took a Rayquaza to 50. Yeah. Uh, I got like I got like twenty. Oh, that ain't bad. That actually yeah. ain't bad. And anyone out there who's saying you should have saved it to trade? No, <laughs> not not happening. <laughs> Under no circle. I won't trade a normal Pokemon, let alone a legendary friend. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. I think I traded the most I've traded since New York um, this past weekend because people were like, "Hey, can we trade?" And I'm like, "Do you have a Cyndaquil? Please give it to me." Um, and that was pretty much it. Other than that, the only reason I say that for New York is because I hit my trade limit with Alfindi all one night in the hotel. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that was that was it. <laughs> so, um, all right, cool. So you got your 3000 space. You're ready to go. Gifting. Did you keep up with gifting this week? So I'm going to say no. OK, there were two days where it just it just didn't happen. 
oh. I, I just totally forgot. And that's enough out of the last five days that we recorded that I don't think that counts as a pass. Fair enough. I appreciate your honesty. Um, but you did get some gifting done, though, so that's good. You're I still did. in the running. Very um, slowly. I don't know where you're at with Sarah Amanda, but you probably I, you slowly to, caught up to me. Do we want to actually like do a number? We've talked about it for like several weeks. I'm, and, I'm at I'm at 20 more days until best friends with Sarah Amanda. Okay, let's see. I am 32. You got you got so uh, much I got, runway. I got, I got a nice cushion. Got yeah, nice you do. I've, I've been pretty consistent. I think I dropped a couple of days. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so, all right. So, a, a no on that one, but you're still winning. So, I guess that's what matters. Buddy progress. Yes. Nice. Uh, Slowly but surely. Okay. A How close are you to now. to best on that one? Like a hundred more hearts. Okay. So, when you do buddy progress every day, what are you doing? Do you do the poffin or do you do three treats? Oh no, I don't do poffin anymore. I had a ton, and I use all the poffins when I best buddied my Gengars. Yeah, yeah. I have like four or five that I'll use. Like when we go out this weekend, for example, yeah. I will usually feed, photo, play, pet, and then put it away. <laughs> and then see depend- tomorrow. <laughs> and then depending on the day, I will feed it again or do the battles, but okay, not very frequently. All right, good, good deal. Uh, the Carnival of Love Collection Challenge. You get that one done? I did. I had to just find a fur fru. It took it took longer than I wanted it to. Not gonna lie, they were out there. Not not very pre- not very prevalent. That's for no, sure. they weren't, but they they <laughs> were out there. I was driving home and I drove past the Pokestop that my plus plus spun, and then I saw on the nearby that there was a fur fruit there, but I was already past it. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not figuring out <laughs> how to turn around to go back to that Pokestop. I'll find it later, I guess. There will be others. That dog ain't worth it right now. No, thank you. Cool. Uh, I wanted to, let's see. Uh, so three out of four for you, I should say, by the way. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get all of my research complete for the, uh, the Sinotor event. And I did manage to do that, of course, with, with the one exception of the masterwork research, which was unlocked after you finished the event. So I, I think that that that's fine. That's kind of a gimme. Um, and then, uh, I, I wanted to get at least 20 shinies. I got 30 over the weekend, which was nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I hatched a bunch of eggs. We'll get to the number in a second here. Um, and the the regionals were in the 10 kilometer eggs, right? And I was like, I was really dedicated to this idea of like, I'm going to keep hatching 10 kilometer eggs. I want to get all the shiny regionals. I hatched a shiny chat hot, which oh, that shiny is nice. stellar. It is so pretty. It's really, really good. Um, I didn't hatch a shiny carnivine until... Until after I had just traded uh, my friend Alex for one because he had two. And then two eggs later, I hatched one. I'm like, of course. You're supposed to save that trade till the ride home. You were right. You're you're right there. Uh, But I I couldn't wait. Um, And then no Pachirisu whatsoever. So that's on my goals for this upcoming weekend for sure. Um, but 30 shinies total, lots of cool ones, I guess, <laughs> uh, 500,000 Stardust. I did do that. No problem. That was easy. Uh, take pictures. I, I had pictures taken with me, but I only took a handful, honestly, myself and it's mostly of the venue. Um, so I'm not going to give myself that one cause I could have done better. And I don't know if I'm being too hard <laughs> on myself or not, but I, I, I think I could have done better. We certainly did better in New York. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did um, great in New York. It was great. We did. That was fun. Uh, so I, I got to I got to step it up next time. But thank you to everybody, by the way, that came out and said hi and shook hands, took pictures, uh, took the buttons uh, so that I wouldn't get stopped on the way home in airport security again. Really appreciated that. Um, so thank you. It was, it was lovely to meet and re-meet several of you. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to hatch 150 eggs. And I realized that this was a low ball when I hit that when I passed that actually on the first day. I ended I ended up hatching 287 eggs total, which sounds like a lot, and I guess it kind of is. But comparison to the other community members that were there, um, like Del Hazard hatched shout out 313, crazy, crazy you, numbers. You, 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 how many again? 200. And- I had hatched 287. That's that's still not too bad. It's not bad. I'm just saying I want to give a shout out to our community because yeah. they killed it uh, in their we own were, respective ways. We were in Seattle, you know, two years ago now. We each did like, you know, 300 and something. Mm-hmm. 
and that was with us being sedentary for like hours at a time because you know obligations right so that that's, that's true but we also had a couple of extra days of activity where we were walking around yeah but don't no nah, those don't almost those almost don't count because of the hatch bonuses from the days themselves yeah that's fair enough but yeah also the the enthusiast it's a, it's a it's a big boost it is it is um i love that bonus so so much yeah. is it expensive to take advantage of yes let's uh life your <laughs> money on fire spend that's right. $75 on incubators. Hey, for California, it was cold. We needed the warmth. What can I say? You, they're used to setting money on fire over there, especially in Pasadena. It's a very expensive place to live. So oh there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll have to set a higher goal next time because it was it was pretty easy uh, to get to. I walked like 23, 24 miles between That's Saturday and Sunday. It's not bad. Something like that. No, it wasn't bad at all. I was very, very happy with it. So. It was cool. Okay, so uh, three out of four for me. We tied, Kyle. Next week we we'll be telling because we get to hang out and play the event together. So we can tie it. Well, so one of us will win because we'll I'll set a lower goal than you and you set a higher one. And you either get lucky and win or... <laughs> or you you get realistic and win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as it is, as it is. All right, cool. So uh, we don't have news to hop into, but we're going to hop into it anyway because that's where that conversation is going to take place about how GoTour Sino Los Angeles went. Yo, what up? It's not the news. Um, all right, so I got to go to LA for the Los Angeles Sino Tour event. It was pretty rad. I'm going to say... First thing off the bat, in comparison to Vegas, this was an all-star event. Okay. Okay. It was it was way better, in my opinion. I think the location was better. I think the way they managed the crowds were better. The service was certainly better. So so from an organizational standpoint, it was just superior. It was in every aspect, in my opinion. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't have to go home and wipe dirt off of my legs for ten minutes yeah, or sand. Yeah, it's a location problem. Yeah, yeah, it was a location problem. That's for sure. But it was it was nice. the The Rose Bowl itself was a nice location. Lots of amenities. Um, they they took advantage of the concession stands around the stadium, in addition to some food trucks. So it was pretty well managed. Were there lines? Sure, but there's going to be at a lunch rush anyway. Could you have avoided those lines by eating at eleven or two o'clock? yes you could have don't get in line at one o'clock and be surprised that there's a line for food <laughs> yeah really... it's a two-hour line for food right exactly exactly um and then you know, the bathrooms were good good too it was nice um and then the golf course itself brookside golf course which is attached to the rose bowl was was nice it was really good to play on a golf course which sounds like of course that's not surprising but i didn't know what to expect okay here, here's a question though i've never played on a golf course yeah in my mind, playing on a golf course is an awful idea because it's like 90% open air and there's like no shade and it's hot in L.A. I mean, it's not super yeah. hot right now, but it's still warm. So that was yeah. the sun not unbearable just on the golf course. The sun was out, but it was kind of intermittent, to be honest with you. Both days were pretty similar, the play days in the park at least. Saturday and Sunday were it was like mid 50s at a low and high uh, mid 60s at a high and it was partly cloudy for about 50% of the time. There were plenty of trees too, like tall ones mm -hmm. that you could stand in the shade like there're ch chunks of people standing in the, the shade. How did the biomes work though because when I looked at the map, mm -hmm. it looked like the biomes kind of wrapped around the side of the main golf course there and then had the biome split vertically so you had to walk through all of them to get from biome to biome yeah so that's that's kind of an accurate interpretation just even from the map itself right uh one biome was completely just around the stadium itself that was a seaside metropolis one and then the hot mountain spring was just outside of it when you went through the specific gates to get to the golf course and then over like the one uh whatever waterway that they have there it's a drainage ditch essentially that looks really nice and the water's cool um and then you would just walk through the through several holes okay. uh you would eventually then go into the next biome and then at the end there was one more biome and then you'd touch the fence and turn around and come back and do it so again. one biome was partially 
crossed over some holes and one biome was entirely on like the green, so to speak. Is that what you mean? Uh, I mean, no, they just covered different the different holes. I mean, the, the whole it almost felt like a park. Honestly, it, it was not it was not it was sorry. I should say it was clearly not in its maintenance phase for playing golf. OK, OK. The grass was torn up, you know, and, and I was there on Saturday first thing. So I know for sure it wasn't like after a day of play that, you know, it looked worse for wear. It was like that when we got there. And nobody trashed it or anything. It was pretty okay. nice. There were divots, uh, you know, oh, if you didn't stay on the paths okay. and stuff. So, okay. yeah, it, it felt fun. more like a park. What they did do, though, is that they put they put sticks and flags and um, like some string around the sand pits. So nobody was getting into those. Yeah. Um, so it was it was essentially a, just a big park. OK, here's a here's a question for you, then, because we talked about it beforehand. Yeah. Well, how did the size feel? So it was it was a mile from stem to stern. Um, oh, roughly a mile. It felt good size. It felt big enough to feel like I went somewhere, but not so large that when I was on one that I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to go all the way back. Like Lincoln Park. Remember that one? That oh, was yeah. huge. It was huge. But yeah. 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 It okay. felt manageable, but it also felt big enough that it was worthy of an event like this. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's good to hear because looking at it on the map, I was like, this seems this seems really big. So it seems yeah. like it, they, it has a, a reasonable sweet spot. That said, I guess if they had more attendance, they'd probably want a bigger location. Yeah, it's true. And, and I will say this, you know, Sunday, unsurprisingly, was much lighter on Saturday when it was really heavy and it was it was crowded. Um, it felt appropriate. Uh, for the amount of people that were there and on Sunday it felt a little bit bigger because it was so thin well it wasn't so thin it was just more thinned out uh, from people Um, there was a lot of open space too they had a physical installation for each biome more or less um, for you to take pictures at and stuff like that I didn't see the volcano there wasn't a volcano I was gonna ask but I saw the the categories there's no volcano it was it was a little upset because you know I just you got to go take your picture with the volcano at every event they reuse the 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 swamp one from New York. Yeah, that like that misty little fantastic. bramble thing. Yeah, they did. And what they did with it this time is that they painted it to look like it was like cut in half. That like one was primordial ish and then one was the way it was. OK. Um, and that was the theme here because of the the um, <laughs> Alex kept calling it warpy world, but the uh, space distortions, time space distortions um, that would happen every half hour uh, and then trigger the origin form raids yep um so they they kind of i don't know physically showed that in these physical things which is really really uh cool um i do want to talk about the raids really quick uh because raids in a park in the past has been uh a nail in a in the coffin for events for them and i will say it worked pretty well this time there were largely speaking um, two clusters of gyms in the park, um, kind of between biomes like two, three, and four. Uh, so not really at the stadium. There were a few gyms, but there were like a cluster of like five there. And that's where people would sort of congregate for when it was, mm-hmm. you know, warpy world time and uh, try to catch their origin form, uh, Dialgo and Palkio, right? Um, one thing I want to say about that, is that they had seven minute, I think it was seven minute timers on them. And then they would, they would flip over. Um, so there'd be a little bit of a gap between when they ran out and they would respawn. And so early on in each of the given days, people would be doing those rates um, and then be like, okay, we got to hustle over to the other cluster because I want to try to get those before they're done. You could not make it in time between those two. And so what people found out by, you know, rotation four or five of the day was that Stay. it was optimal, right? To sit, still there Uh, and wait for them to respond which is but good well yeah to a degree like once you figure it out and it worked fine it was it was cool there were some people that had some spotty stuff but you know self-service is gonna sell service honestly i think they did a pretty good job all things considered and especially in comparison to vegas Um, but i i think that this um this gameplay strategy that wasn't emergent gameplay almost right Mm -hmm. um is antithetical to what they wanted 
right? They, they yep. want people to keep moving in the park. And and spawns were even pretty thin if you stood still. Um, you They wanted you to keep moving. And so it felt a little counterintuitive to the whole like movement thing, you know, exercise, exploration. I'll, I'll throw them a bone though. You know, there's only so much you can do. Um, and, and we don't really want people like hurting themselves by pushing themselves for raids. So maybe this was actually a good thing. And maybe it was even on purpose. You, you said that there was only two classes of raids or gyms, right? Uh, largely speaking, there were a couple of gyms dotted throughout, but the, like the five gym clusters, like if you wanted to go and like, okay, there's three Palkio and two Dialgo here. I'm going to burn through these and then wait for them to rotate and do that four times in a half hour or three times. Okay. Uh I mean that's fair because they had the the limit of the the half hour. Yeah. So yeah. one thing I do want to say though too, remote raid not uh, remote raids were not increased, not even inside the park. It was five. So if you were far away and you missed on a rotation because you were talking to somebody or you went to the bathroom or you were waiting for food, you just missed out on a wave. And there were so many of them that it didn't feel too too bad. Like FOMO was not really that much of uh an aspect of this event i don't think so um but it would have been nice it would have been nice to have an increase in the park i already could not invite people outside of the park again which in mm-hmm. retrospect makes a lot of sense of course why did i think i could if you're in the park you could not invite people to remote in that were outside of the park or did not have a ticket um so those usual limitations were were there um, in the city, though, when you did your city play experience, you could invite people remotely to origin form raids. So that was pretty rad. Um, and I think honestly, those are my those are my really big takeaways uh, from the event. Um, I'm I'm eager to see if they're able to build on this more for the tour event for next year. Granted, we have one. I think it's a safe safe bet. Um, and and I'm very happy actually. Um, that we ended up not seeing Arceus and Manaphy and Fion because I think we had our hands full. I mean, I think Manaphy, we'll talk about it later. Manaphy and yeah. Fion could have been a a reward from research like that. Yeah. And it wouldn't have overloaded you too much. But I understand where you're coming from there, especially with Arceus. Yeah, I think we just would have been overloaded. You know, I think uh, Arceus in particular, it would have either been done um, in a way that felt two dimensional and kind of cheap for the Pokemon, or it would have overshadowed the origin forms and their adventure effects, which was really the focus of this event, if we're being honest. Right. Um, and I think this only leaves. Oh, there was that Rotom thing. They had a cool like television, you know, but once everybody had the code online, we just certainly shared that. So we didn't really do the in park thing. I don't even really know how it works. Um, but there was like a television out that you could interact with or something like that. Um, but this leaves the the only other thing to really talk about, which is the spirit tomb stops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spirit tomb. <laughs> yeah. It was there. It, it was it was here or there rather. Uh, so there were one hundred and eight spirit tomb stops throughout uh, L.A. proper. And uh, some in the park. I almost would have put money down that there weren't going to be any in the park whatsoever. Um, but there were about four or five. Uh, and then the rest of them were spread throughout the city. Um, now, they don't they didn't seem to necessarily be placed everywhere you think people might go. Um, I think some people were saying that in some certain beaches where they thought that they would have been, they were not there. Uh, but like old Pasadena had like a ton of them. Uh, there was a research where you could, you know, uh, spin up to 10 of them. And for every stop, you'd get an encounter. Right. Um, I did manage to pull a shiny from like the seven that I wow, redeemed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, if you wanted it, serious. Um, but it was it was cool. Um, but because we got it, if there isn't something for global, it's going to feel so bad. Yeah, it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't, it's how, how was somebody supposed to do this? Like, without using third-party tools, what were you supposed to do? Maybe you got lucky and you found, you know, a few while you played in the city. Yeah. Especially if you're a tur- tourist and you don't know the city. Like, 
Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like an indication. There wasn't like a a glow around the stop or anything. Uh, there wasn't anything like the and a picture. Just had a name and a picture. And yes, you could stand there and you know zoom in and tap on those stops from far away. Oh, is this one of them? Is this one of them? Right? Because it was a picture of a spirit tomb. Um, but that was tedious and not practical, really. Yeah, I think I think impractical is the way to go. Uh, way way to say that, but. Uh, all in all, people seemed pretty happy with it. I was very happy yeah. that it was limited to like only 10 so that it didn't like really push people to be frustrated with either the scarcity or the density of it in some areas as opposed to others. It seemed pretty fair between the park and the immediate area around it that you might be Ubering from. Right. If you still have your your ball going, you probably got an extra one or two just around the park because I know I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think my big thought here, aside from the fact that you can't. Like you, you wouldn't know where the stops were if you mm-hmm. did go play during the city play. Cause I know Chris, you stayed in the park the whole time. Yeah. But that's not an option for most, for everybody is like, you don't have a, you don't have the agency that we, we talked about. You don't have an agency yeah. of what you want to go and do. You go do something else and you hope you find spirit tomb or you go look up the map and you specifically figure your way out around the city to do that. And like, I'm okay with the limited amounts there, but Spirit Tomb, I don't know if it feels like something that should have been on Rare Spawn on Incense or something. I don't know. Something that just was periodically there. Yeah. I don't think this is the worst way they could have handled it, though. So there's that's bonus points. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Uh, it did, you know, the the comparison point in Vegas was those Spinda stops. Yeah. Um, and, and there was no city play in Vegas. Uh, so they had to have that experience all to the park. And it felt very complete and nice and contained. And um, Count- it was smart the way that they were spread out, like forced you to go around yeah. the park. Right. But Count- counterpoint, though, when comparing to Spinda is... Spinda is regularly available all the time. Well, more or less. The, yeah, the research yeah. it comes and goes ish, but you can get it. If you want to go out, you can go find a Spinda. Yeah. So, like, it fits to keep the Spinda theme within the tour itself. Yes. I would, I would agree with you. I would. And also, like, it's a false comparison because there was no city play. Who knows what they would have done had they had that aspect yep. to it. Now, um, I'm scared about what global is going to look like. We've got. Uh, three more days before we get the beta testers to tell us what actually is going to happen. Yes. Um, I, I'm expecting to get one encounter from a research or something like that. That's that's my real expectation. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you know, they'll just add it into the research task pool and we're going to have to tell Moo, hey, I need you to hit every single poke stop. <laughs> you know, every single one in this town. Uh, and, you know, he would, too. You wouldn't even have to mention it. he'd be like, OK, we're going to be primarily playing around these spirit tomb stops because, of course. Yeah. Right. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, by, by the end of the by the end of the day on Sunday, there was uh, community maps all over the place. Yes. 100%. Um, of like people reporting it and, and putting it up. They, um, they were there. From like data miners and stuff before the event started. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, here, there's these stops that are starting to appear around the city. Huh? Yeah. But by Sunday, it was it was yeah. uh, so tough. well disseminated across. It was yep. ubiquitous. Right. So everybody knew what they were doing, which is cool. Um, but yeah, got to spend a lot of time with the with the guys from the incense podcast. That was fun. I recorded with them. It was a good time. Got to spend a lot of time with Steve from It's Super Effective. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and you know, Niantic staff was really stellar this time. I didn't hear a lot of complaints from people Niantic side. Any complaints I heard were from, um, venue staff, um, that were just like, you know, they were there to, to work security or yeah. were there to, uh, work concessions or something. So like, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not there to put on a, a happy face more or less for a brand. So that kind of makes sense. But um, I think all in all, it, you know, out of 10, I know you didn't ask this, but I'm going to give you the answer anyway. Out of 10, I think I'd probably give this a, a nine, eight and a half, nine out of 10. What's um, a 10? I think a 10 to me looks like all of the all of the things that you need to do to complete all the research is in the park. Um, and and that the the city play is a catch all for stuff you did not manage to complete during your park experience. So, okay. yes. Okay. have nine spirit tomb stops in the park but also 
you know, uh, they they already cover the rest in city play. I guess it's pretty much just Spirit Tomb stops. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a perfect event. They got really lucky with weather. They did really, they did. really they lucky. Can't control that though. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, point point that does unfortunately add a point in their favor because yeah. it was perfect. You know. All right, I got a question for you. This probably can round it off. You mentioned it before we started recording. Go Fest Light is, yeah. is how you would describe it. It's how you've heard other people describe it. I want to know what made this feel like Go Fest Light aside from let's say like the hype around it. Like if it wasn't for the hype and the fact that there was not a mythical Pokemon debuted. Yeah. Because everything from the outside, minus the fact that it's obviously focused on one region, looks exactly like every GoFest that I've experienced. So I, I, I'm going to say two things in specifically two, two things. Um, one is that it's generation focused and mm-hmm. that seems like a weird sidestep, but, but, you know, the wild spawns for this one did suffer from it. Did they do a good job with the time distortion stuff I've had in the Hisuian forms around? Absolutely. Did they do a good job of putting evolved forms in the wild? Yes. Seen a Magmortar in the wild was wild. A Rhyperior in the wild was wild. There was Ursa Luna. There was weird here in the wild. That was cool. They were rare. But they were there. Um, but I think limiting it to that specific pool is a bit of a bummer. Um, or or not even a bummer. It just keeps it from going to that next, like, X Factor level, I guess. Okay. Um, and the second thing is that it felt a little bit light in the immersion. Um, the, the park was just, was just so big that the installations felt few and far between. I suppose like it felt like we were just sort of in a park at times, even though there were tents around and stuff like that, it just sort of lacked a bit of the energy. Um, and, and while it was very handcrafted, I feel like go fests have that to the next level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is just from my experience too. Now I wish I had had some more time so I could have done city play because they did some cool things with city play too. I mean, the spawns were really good. Shiny rates were good. Oh, shiny rates for go to are also lower than go fest. Are they? Well, I mean, seem- 30 seemingly in two eight hour days. That's pretty normal. Go fest numbers. One in a hundred ish. Yeah. One twenty five. I should say this is this is an alleged opinion. <laughs> I don't think that's I I bet you did rates are pretty dang close. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I and certainly point to your argument there. Um people were talking about shinies in the same way that they do at a go fest, right? So it I guess like the energy around that aspect is the same, right? So rate or not, rate change or not, it doesn't really apply. Um but they had this thing uh, that you could do if you were in city play. You could walk a route and then get an encounter with a white striped basculin. Was which there is not a way to do that in the park? No, there was no routes in the park. Which is, I think, one point against, but also like the stability was really good. And I don't know if that would have messed it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there should have been a route. I was just another way to get the basculin. Nope. City play only. Uh, well, route only, rather, and therefore city play only. Um, and then it, it Basket Legion is not out. Yeah, not out yet. So, so what are you doing with that? You, you couldn't get it, and so I didn't. I didn't get to do any of them because I was in the park both days, right? Um, which oh, boohoo! Chris is in park both days. So boohoo! He didn't get his Basket. I traded uh, Ian and Milo both from the Incense Podcast, and I got one from each of them. So I did walk away with one, but it was because of of, of their generosity and yeah. willingness to share. Um, but yeah, that's I, I think that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it. It it was good. It was really good. I'm excited for next year to see how they how they do with this event because it's starting to shape up to be, you know, and this is what your question was getting at. Very similar in scope and scale to a GoFest. It's yeah. really similar now. You know, yeah. Like, how, how do you how do you differentiate these for somebody who? can only go to one event a year for example yeah and obviously you're going to tell them to go to go fast if you have the choice but if it's half the price for someone to go to go tour yeah like 
and you want the experience. Yeah, man. You know what I think it is, is that we're sort of in this transitional period for identity with this, too, because if you remember Kanto and Johto, I talked about this with the Incense Boys, um, they had those catch every Pokemon collection challenge for the generation, right? Yeah. And those are now gone now that we're post global is the only option for these things because of pandemic, right? At these live events, there's collection challenges, but it's like catch four in each of these biome. Yeah, and you're, you're done. Go fast rules. Right. And I, and I think that if they had stuck to a more like collection oriented experience of dex completion, then it would have a very unique identity that you could point a finger at and go, that's it. I, I, I will say I really liked that about Kanto and Johto. That was yeah. I really liked it. Minus yeah. the little situation of having to evolve Espeon and Umbreon for Eevee for Johto. That was a bit <laughs> Poor Moo. Poor Moo. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that could have been a great identity to kind of hang your coat on for go tours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I'd recommend it. Um, after Vegas, you know, it was sort of like a take or leave it. You know, if you want to spend the money and travel and go to a GoFest event, community is really cool. And the gameplay was pretty all right. This time it was the community is great. I think it was worth the value and the gameplay was, was pretty phenomenal. Um, so identity crisis aside, <laughs> uh, I hope I get to pretty go good. to next year's cause you know, the tour is going to be something like, so it is. We're kind of moving on a topic. We've been on here a long time, but Sinnoh Tour itself, Sinnoh has a problem in that yeah. it is a small dex. If you look at the list of what's spawning this weekend, for example, you have like 50% other generational spawns. Yeah. Because that's just what happened with Sinnoh. Unova is 151 unique new Pokemon. Well, to the generation. So. They got a lot to work with, a lot of ground to cover. If there's a year or a generation for them to bring back, even if it's just for this one, that whole collection dex challenge, yeah. it would be Unova. They don't need to show a single Pokemon from another generation at uh, Unova Tour. Yep. Not a, they don't need to do it. Yep. So if they do, I'm going to be upset. Fair warning, everyone. Bookmark this February 20th, 20, 20th, 2024. You can come back. <laughs> in next January when we find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, it was great. Uh, hope to see uh, some of y'all at go tour. Kyle, we'll get you there. Even if you're my personal item on the, on the <laughs> airplane next year. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, cool. Uh, so with that, we'll wrap up the, the news segment that was just housing this conversation uh, in name alone. Uh, and with that, we're going to uh, skip past gear up because Kyle already prepared us for this event last week. So if you want more preparation, go listen to that episode really quick. Although I hopefully you already have because it's this is coming up pretty darn near the event for this weekend. So there you go. Uh, we're going to take a quick short break. And then when we come back, we'll be uh, in the poker. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or segment. Welcome back. Uh, this week's Pokalore. In my head, I almost want to say this year's Pokalore because we're, we were just talking about year to year comparisons. But <laughs> <laughs> this week's Pokalore segment is a revisit, but for good reason. We are going to be talking about Stunky and Skun Tank, the skunk Pokemon. And I wanted to highlight this stinky little fella uh, because it is uh, one of the shiny debuts for this tour. Uh, very exciting. Also, I thought it was out for the longest time, and it was not. 
<laughs> every time, every time I'm like, oh, this could be shiny. Nope, not yeah, yet. exactly. And it's just good shiny too. The red looks really nice. Yeah, it's sweet. So let's start with Stunky. Stunky is a small skunk-like Pokemon with dark purple fur. Its face is large and rounded with a narrow orange nose, orange rimmed eyes, and two pairs of somewhat V-shaped cream-colored whiskers on the sides of its face. It has two pointed ears that appear orange on the side. A stripe of cream-colored fur runs along its back from the neck to the tail, with a small tuft protruding from the base of the neck. Its tail is raised high and ends with spiked hair pointed behind it. It is a cream-colored underbelly and four short legs that end in paws with three small white claws. Stunky can spray a foul-smelling liquid from its rear in order to drive attackers away, which is able to reach up to 16 feet or 5 meters away. It prefers to aim for its uh, target's face. The stench can be smelled from over a mile or two kilometers away and oh will linger God. for around 24 hours. The stench can cause memory loss. <laughs> yeah. Weaponized farts. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I don't read these in advance, so this, uh, I don't remember any of this. Not going to lie. It's good. It's good. You'll love oh. Skun Tank then, too. Uh, moving on to Skuntank. Skuntank is a medium-sized mammalian Pokemon that resembles a skunk with the face of a cat. It has purple spiky fur with several tan stripes. The whiskers present on its uh, pre-evolution have since vanished or have been replaced by furry purple tufts on the sides of Skuntank's face. Its legs are tan, and the tan coloration of its underside now forms a spiky pattern. Its nose is larger than its pre-evolution. Its massive tail and cream-colored stripe sits on top of its back and head. Skuntank is known for its noxious fluid. Noxious fluid. Noxious. League of Legends. <laughs> Skuntank is known for its noxious fluid, which smells dreadful. It can spray this fluid over 160 <laughs> feet or 50 meters. <laughs> <laughs> and the longer it allows the liquid to ferment within its belly, the more powerful the smell. Uh, why it's a belly? <sighs> no, why is the liquid in its belly? We hate that. Unlike its pre-evolution and real-life skunks, which sprays fluid from its rears, Skuntank sprays its fluid from its tail tip, which can open. This, the stench of Skuntank's fluid varies depending on its diet. This is so strange. <laughs> this is so strange. Skuntank prefers to nest in large, prickly bushes and heavily wooded areas and digs holes in the ground to make its nest. While Skuntank can use its poisonous fluids to take down prey, ironically, it cannot handle the smell of its own stench, abandoning potential defeated meals as a result. What? Just Wait. leave them just leave them passed out and stinky for them to wake up and be like, what happened? Whoa. with no memory. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this this was me after some some long nights in college, I'm sure. <laughs> Goodness. Uh stats for Skun Tank. Max CP at 40 is 23.58, and at 50 is 26.66. It has 230 stamina, 132 defense, and 184 attack. The best moveset, we're going to talk about PvP-only movesets, uh, because in PvE, it's not really viable. But in PvP, it is remarkably somewhat viable in both Great League and Ultra League. It has yeah. some play. Um, you're going to want to take Poison Jab with Crunch. And then on that second charge move, you really have options, and it kind of depends on your on your team makeup. Um, you could run Flamethrower or Sludge Bomb or the new Trailblaze which I guess is no surprise because we hear Trailblaze everywhere. Yeah, tra Trailblaze looks like it's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the charts I have just peeked at. It, it definitely seems that way. Um, but you can make an argument for the other two, depending on your team makeup, I suppose. But yeah, Trailblaze seems like the winner there, like Kyle said. So there we go. New shiny. Get your stinky little fellas or, or, or gals, I suppose, uh, this weekend and, and be happy with them. They're great. Just make sure they're pointed away from you. Uh, Kyle, do you like Stunky? Do you like Skuntank? I like Skuntank more than Stunky. Okay. The very deliberate butt face design of Stunky. Just, <laughs> I don't, I can't do it. You say it looks like a cat, but everyone knows that's not what. It's designed to look no, like no Stunky doesn't Stunky doesn't claim to be cat faced, only scum tank. Okay, fair enough. But but Stunky does have now I'm gonna give you your yeah, yeah, it, it's a butt face. I want to <laughs> I want to make so, it, it is so very clearly that the description of Stunky doesn't 
even mention like puffed up cheeks or something. It's just small, large and rounded. Yes. See, I don't particularly like Stunky. I like Skuntank well enough. I don't I don't like the fact that it's poison comes out the tip of its tail. That's that's strange. Don't like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, good shiny. Good shiny. Really good shiny. Justice for Stunky. I think Stunky's adorable. <laughs> all right. That's it for the Pokalora segment. Mr. Kyle, it's Pokalore time. Take us away. Last week's poll was, what are your plans and goals for Sinnoh Tour Global? First up, we have from Del Hazard X, and they said, I'm sure it's too late for the poll, but my goal, you're not too late, but my goals for Sinnoh Tour are the same as above. However, although there are a lot of shinies I need, the main targets are a shiny slash hundo with the location background for Dialgo and Palkio and shiny Spirit Tomb. Oh, boy. There is so much more, though, like Rotom, the regional Pokemon, the new Hisui Pokemon, the costume Pokemon. I want everything. <laughs> My expectations are managed, though. LOL. Good luck to you for the tour, too. I got to meet Del. It was nice to meet you. Enjoy your Psyduck. Thank you for the Cyndaquil. <laughs> Next is from Iced Coffee Man. They said, My goal is to focus on raids. I'm still on the hunt for both Palkia and Dialga Hundos. Who knows? Maybe Arceus will blast me with my first Shundo. Hope so. Good luck and hope that it's a Palkio because Palkio, for those who aren't paying attention, is a menace and actually oh, yeah. uh, is the with Spatial Rend, the top type dragon type attacker in the entire game. So, Oh, so I, I chose Pearl. Kyle, did you choose one yet? I, I also chose Pearl. I My was, man. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it's a weird part to put this in the episode. But yeah, I chose Pearl. I have no intention of ever using War of Time. So like, yeah, yeah. candy for the win. It's so weird, though, because people were talking like meta conversation in the community about how good Roar of Time was. And I'm just I'm, I don't you know. understand. Well, personally, I don't know. I don't actually think either of them are like particularly game changing. They're both fun ideas, but I would almost never pay for them anyways. But man, uh, spatial rend, though, when you use it looks so cool. Yeah, but like 5000 Stardust, like, eh. What else are you spending it on? Powering up a Pokemon, probably. I don't know. Your 18th Gengar. (laughs) I'm still waiting on more hundos. So, okay. okay. Next one. Next response from Ido in Japan. They said, I have to work on Saturday for Global, but I'm thinking to go to Tokyo on Sunday. Sounds like a great time. Yeah. Sounds like a great time. So many stops. Maybe there'll be some spirit to research. Who knows? I hope to play in Tokyo someday. That'd be sweet. All right. Next one's from Nathan via Spotify. And they said, I'm going to go easy. I'm going to walk around my neighborhood and a local park. My neighbors are going to think I'm crazy after they watch me walk up and down the same two roads for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. This is a park, but, you know, it's close enough. They're like, what's this dude still doing here? (laughs) Look at him doing laps in the grass. What is he doing? (laughs) All right. Next response. I apologize if I get the name wrong. It's from River Biax. Biasis? I think it's River Beaks. Beaks? But it's like Beacon? Like Uh, Beacon, maybe? No, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with River Beaks. Okay. Spotify. They said, Team Dialga. I'm hoping for a shiny Dialga because this is my first event apart from GoFest Global. Just want to ask what your top tips on getting Mewtwo. Shiny vibes all. Well, the unfortunate news about getting Mewtwo. <laughs> you have to get it when it's available. <laughs> the best tip is is we have to wait. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, you can find people in your local community. Someone might have a lot of Mewtwo that they just haven't got rid of. Yep. So. My buddy Alex yeah. did not have one. He's like, can you trade me one? I'm like, sure. And I looked, I had four shiny. I'm like, do you want a shiny? Yeah. I was like, I didn't realize I had such a wealth of Mewtwo. Yeah. If anybody's been playing for a long time, ask them. They should have a ton, honestly. Yeah, that, that's your best bet until it comes back around. Yeah. Uh, honestly, at this point, they probably should just bring back Shadow Mewtwo. At, like, if you're just going to rerun the birds, bring back Shadow Mewtwo. People will rate it. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that that's also a possibility in the future. Yep. And then we got one voicemail from I, I think I'm sorry if I did not get this correctly from your voicemail, but I think it's from somebody named Lonely Pokemon. So here we go. Hey, Christian Kyle. Um, 
Good job on your podcast. I want to answer the question, what are my goals for a global Sudo tour? Um, this is Lonely Pokemon, by the way, and my second time writing in. Um, the first time I didn't provide a name. Okay, I don't, I never been on a tour before in LA or other places, but I guess getting a good dog and talk, yeah, for the first time, and some shinies, not which, not sure which ones, maybe my Pokemon Go Plus Plus will snag some. Yeah, probably. And, yeah, I'll, and do quite a lot of battles, I don't know what this has to do with Pokemon Go Global Tour, but grind that candy, if I get a hundo, they all go to Palkia, I'll level up, level 50. Continue the great job nice. with your podcast. Have a great day. Yeah, I think I think that's great. So even if you're not going to be overly creative with goal setting, I think, you know, hey, I'd love to just get a really good Palkia or Dialga um, or their origin for, forms is such a worthy goal from this for this weekend. So if that's the scope of what you're looking to do, great. Great. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. Especially yep. in Go. It's just just some direction really helps. Yep. So thank you very much for the voicemail. So this week's PokePoll is, with Arceus, Manaphy, and Fion being absent from Sinnoh Tour, how do you think they will be introduced in Pokemon Go? So I think Manaphy and Fion are easy. Mm-hmm. Niantic is just beating around the bush, and I don't know why, but... They are go fest Pokemon. Yeah, Ma- Manaphy is a go fest Pokemon. Yes, you get Manaphy, you do the next step, you get Fion. Keep it simple. They're not good Pokemon. You don't have to worry about only getting one. It doesn't matter. Arceus, though. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't actually know. Does Arceus have a signature move that matches its type? I or, could or does not. it only change its type? I'll look this up. Maybe if you I want to, couldn't I couldn't tell you, but you know, it, depending on what it's it's plate, right? Whatever plate it's holding is the type that it has, right? Yes. I just don't know if there's a move that it also. I'd imagine there is, without knowing that, right? Um, but to me, that just means that they're probably going to go the same route that they went with Genesect, where they just have raids for each different type but th- that would be also in the same breath okay. that'd be a lot because there'd be 18 of them so it it does it, it knows judgment okay judgment is basically the exact same thing as techno blast it is a normal type move that changes based on what plate Arceus is holding right that makes it a lot harder i don't know i i would like to see a season based around Arceus. Ooh. i would like to see being able to pay Stardust to change the form of your Arceus. And if it knows judgment, the type of the move changes as well. I don't, the, politely speaking, I don't know if they have the technology to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That That's what I'd like to see. Three months, build up to Arceus. Don't make me raid 18 different types of Arceus. I won't do it, Niantic. I promise you, I will do one. And that will be the end. I will do them. And I answer if you're looking for a sucker, it's me. But Kyle's too smart, and he always has been. So, oh, well. Yeah, man, I wish I could say I have a different answer than that. But I, I honestly, I feel the same way about both. The only deviation I have is actually around Manaphy and Fion. I think if they're going to do it for research, I think those tasks will be either... Um, it, it will either require tasks that are hatch-heavy to, to be reminiscent of the egg part of it, right, for Fion. Um, is is it Manaphy and then you hatch a Fion or Fion and then you hatch a Manaphy? I can never remember. Manaphy you... and then you hatch Fions. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know, the only legendary Pokemon that can kind of breed is Manaphy and then you get an egg that has Fion in it, right? Yep. Um, so there's that aspect to it. Or they, what they could do is at the end of GoFest, your research could give you like a 100 kilometer egg. That you, I think this idea has been brought up before. This is not my original idea. Um, and then that's how we'll get Fion is you have to hatch that huge egg over a period of time. So I can, I can okay. see both okay. either of those, but yeah, for RCS, I agree either a form change with resources or it's going to be in 18 different raids. 
Either way, it it should be over the course of one event won't cut it, honestly. A season-long thing where we're sort of like uncovering the different elemental mysteries and capabilities of Arceus. Sounds like it writes itself. I think you're right. But um, I'm sure there are more creative listeners out there than the two of us. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's question, which was, once again, with Arceus, Manaphy, and Fion being absent from Sinnoh Tour, how do you think they will be introduced in Pokemon Go? You can answer the question we posted on X on our uh, account, at GoCast Podcast. You can also answer in our patron uh discord server channel if you're a patron of ours we have one there you can also send your answer to mail at gocastpodcast.com uh if you're listening on spotify you can enter your answer uh, via the interaction um in the mobile app you can do that there if you're watching on youtube because we have a video version of this podcast surprise surprise uh you can leave it via comment and then lastly you can of course leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7777 one seven and if you need any of that contact information again because i speak too fast i've been told that before visit our website gocastpodcast.com but speaking of email and voicemail because we only have one of each it's time for email <laughs> and one voicemail <laughs> we're gonna start off with this uh one voicemail here we go hey gocast it's sarah mandy here so I just had the most amazing raid hour ever. It was Mega Latios. And first off, we had a lot of people show up. We had like two, maybe three lobbies in the beginning. And then as people dropped off, you know, the people who just came to use a couple of passes, um, we still had like one plus lobby going the whole time. It's pretty good. I hope no one got cut off. You know, it's kind of awkward when it's like 22 people in the group. So I'm not completely sure, but we were going the whole time just doing raid, raids, raids. I think, you know, I really, I personally don't care that much about the raids, but, you know, the tasks, I'm a task hunter, and they have that win three task, what, win three raids, and one of the possible rewards is, you know, the new Pokemon, it could be shiny, and then, you know, I don't really want Turtonator all that much, but I don't have the shiny of it, so that's actually still exciting, you know, a two out of three chance of a new shiny for me. So, um, I had done a pre-lunch, well, a pre-raid hour walk around where I was trying to find where all the good tasks were, so that way, during raid hour, as we were walking, I could, like, be like, yo, this is the stop that has the task. And I could, like, you know, add them to my bag as we went. It got a little crazy when I made a very odd detour along the normal raid walking route. But I think it worked out. Um, <laughs> and, unfortunately, neither of them were a Drampa task. But you never know. I did get two out of the bunch. My, my odds weren't that great tonight. Lots of Terminator. Um, and then afterwards, we played Monster Hunter Now with, Yay! like, four people, including me. Yeah, one it's... of them was super new. He literally just downloaded the game. But oh, that was fun. Um, maybe someday I'll have four people to play with in person. That's all. Peace, Sarah Amanda. <laughs> well, when we see you at a GoFest, hopefully, you'll have at least three. Uh, <laughs> and if Mitch is there, you'll have four. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's we'll, playing. We'll drag, we'll drag whoever else is around to, yep. to play more. Absolutely. Um, but that sounds great. I, you know, man, I wish, I, I wish we had somebody that, uh, we could raid with consistently. That was that tuned into the tasks because I just don't have the patience to do that. So, you know, Arceus bless you on that one. Quite honestly, that's awesome. Good on you. Always great to hear from Sarah Mada. Thank you for calling yeah. it. And, and grats on such a, a stellar raid hour. I wouldn't have expected it for the mega latias or latios what i think it was both on a rubber i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah either way i wouldn't have expected it that's phenomenal so sounds great Um, but we've got one email mr kyle would you do us the honors so one email is from chowry and they said hey uh, it's me again raiding the mega latis took a lot out of me Lobbies failing with 1% HP left, catching only 10% of the lotties because I only got a handful of premier balls, and general raid lag made them a chore. Nevertheless, got two shinies of each. All right, that's pretty good, though. Nice. Hisui and Decidueye was a nice break from the struggle of taking out Mega Latios and Latias. It was easily soloable with Rayquaza. With Rayquaza, my God. And I did maybe 50 raids. Okay. 
I got 24 Rare Candy XLs. That's that's pretty okay. That's really good. Yeah. 50 Shinies and four Luckies before the event ended. Five Shinies, not 50. Oh, my gosh. Five Shinies. I'm losing my mind. Apparently. <laughs> that would have been insane. <laughs> 50 shinies and 50 raids. Let's go. That would have been crazy. I'm buying my I'm buying my lottery ticket after like the seventh raid. Oh, honestly, yeah. All right. The Carnival of Love was a mixed bag. Got a pair of Hundo Love Disc. One oh. caught, one traded. But only found 10 Ori Corio over the course of three days. Oof. Shiny Spinda was out of the cards for me as most of my time was spent working. I did get in four whole enamorous raids. Receiving nothing but two star. Hey, four is still pretty good. You got yeah. something to give to people who didn't do it. Yeah, being able to complete them was already uh, successful. So good on you. It's also good. It's a, it's it's a good fairy type Pokemon. So it is. In more recent news, my first ever Mega Absol raid yielded a Hundo. <gasps> I'm a big Absol fan, so it's now a pending level fifty. Noise. As Senator Global approaches, I have some goals in mind. Obtain and max a lucky shiny of each of the three origin forms, Dialgo, Palkio, and Giratino. Everything else after that will be a bonus, as even the regionals won't matter too much as I cannot complete the Sinnoh decks yet. You know what? That's a that's a that's a great that's a great way to look at it too. It's good attitude. Yeah, I Real good I attitude. Complete it, so what's what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Also, expecting a walk 10 plus kilometers a day for seven day step for Shiny Shaman, referencing the outrageously long walk it took to get there in the main series games. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one scenario where we're all like, all right, fine, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Throw my phone. Minor apologies for the long email. Shundo Bidoof vibes all Chowry. I've got like four Hundo Bidoofs. I don't I don't know how I'd react to a Shundo Bidoof. Well, I, I might have bad news for you, but I'm not going to spoil anything. So uh, we'll revisit the topic of Bidoof next week. Okay. Yep. Oh, boy. No, that's great. I I, I would actually kind of be okay. Not, not 10 kilometers in a day, but if it was like, you know, walk a kilometer a day, every day for like seven days or 10 days or if there was just like a actually it would probably be much more accessible uh, accessibility friendly if it was like you know walk 50 kilometers and that was the time gate of just like you had to get it done right that would be that would make more sense i don't think that's going to be the case because no, you know there's no way. The masterwork there's no research way. has already been data mined more or less and i that's don't it? believe oh, i haven't even looked I, I have not really looked at it, but I did talk to Lachlan yesterday for a short period of time and uh, hinted at what the time gate would be, um, and it was not that. So okay. thank goodness. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Anyway, thank you so much for the email, Chowry, and thanks again, Sarah Amanda, for the voicemail. If you, dear listener, would like to participate in the emails slash voicemails segment, you too can do so by uh, sending this an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Or you can call in to our voicemail line at 262-586-7717 and leave us a voicemail there. Uh, visit our website for all things GoCast at GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on X at GoCastPodcast. If you'd like to help support us, please, it'd be great. That's via Patreon. For $1 a month, you get access to the Patreon-exclusive Discord. We're like, we're all like hanging out and doing stuff. It's cool. Love it. Uh, you can do that via Patreon. Like I said, that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast. And speaking of patrons, shout outs to our elite trainer tier patrons. Kyle, remind me who did it last week. I have no clue. I definitely did it last week. Okay. And then you just relax, sir. I got this. <clears throat> good, I'm writing my, my goals. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Good, 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 good. Look, he's so efficient. Look at him go. Big, big thank you to our Elite Trainer tier patrons. Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arka, Marvin, and Mimi Sports, or Rasui and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, our favorite listener, Drew, too, who I got to meet at, at Tour. So that was cool. Nice to meet you. Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, Victoria, and Sarah Lore. Thank you so, so much for your generous support and for helping us keep the digital lights on, um, as well as so many other things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you could also help out the show non-monetarily if, you know, it, money's a thing uh, and you'd like to still help even if you have been a patron. It's open to everybody, I suppose. Please leave us a review. It helps us out immensely for discoverability 
and all that good stuff. It helps how we chart. And so that would be fantastic. Please do. Um, and if you leave a review, we'll read it on the show. I guess we just got to set some goals, Mr. Kyle. And look, we accidentally recorded a normal length episode. <laughs> it was longer than last week. It was. And we had two news items last week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the curse of podcasting, man. It's the curse. <laughs> All right. What are you looking to do for a global tour this weekend? All right. I want to get 20 shinies. My man. I want to get shiny Dialgo and Palkio. 50 eggs hatched. Okay. I'm being conservative because I, I don't really know what it's going to look like. I'm going to have to buy incubators because I'm not using these 45 standard incubators I have from the expedition. No. Oh. I mean, maybe I won't use them on 10Ks, but I'll use them on like 2Ks. Yeah. I'll use them but, this week during the event, um, the Road to Sinnoh, because that's where all the babies are. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not walking enough, especially like at work, especially over the next three days. I'm not going to walk enough. So, yeah, but, but you, you spin the stops. You're probably going to get nine, two kilometers. The odds are in your favor. You pop them all in incubators. By the time yeah. you're sitting down for your first break, it's one kilometer. You'll have done it. Uh, well, think about it. I don't think it's going to happen. But seven man tykes, none of them shiny. Sounds like a great time. I think I already have the shiny man tyke. So, Ooh, okay. I think that I think that was featured in another event. Unless I'm crazy. I, I don't remember, online. man. I actually don't I remember. Don't well, I'll have to check. Uh, I want to get two million experience, mm-hmm. and I want a new shiny. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, aside from the the new ones released, I want a new to me shiny that's not the legendaries. Okay, so like Stunky would qualify, but you're saying even like, gosh, uh, uh, I don't, I don't even know what's coming, what's going to be here. But stuff that I already have, or I don't have that's already out, totally counts. Okay, yeah. So like, like do, uh, you, you have. Well, what about like a Cherubi? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have Cherubi, so I don't have Mantike. I have a shiny Mantine. So I'm okay, yeah, I was about to say I think Mantike was new, Mantyke but I wasn't was new. I wasn't sure. So, yeah. So okay, anything cool. that's that's new to me. Sounds great. Those are great goals for myself. I want that shiny stunky. I want my missing shiny Pachirisu. <laughs> I caught a shiny Palkio. I want a shiny Dialgo. Darn it. And I want to hatch 150 eggs. I'm already on my way. I've hatched like 36 already. Um, so I think I think it'll be doable by the end of the weekend. Uh, so cool. Hey. Thanks for listening all the way through. Make sure you're listening to PVP Corner. They've been putting out some incredible episodes lately. It's been really fun to listen to. Um, and uh, there should be a new star piece coming this week. That's my goal. And hey, good luck this weekend. We'll, we'll see you out there in spirit or in person, some of you. <laughs> Shiny vibes, all that good stuff. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.